For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh my God! Oh my you are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. What up, what up, what up, what up? How you doing? I'm good, man. So, I'm Gary. I'm Chris. This is Winning Cures Everything. We do this every day, 10 to 20, and whenever Chris is on, 30 minutes That's right. at a time. Sports show, share it out if you enjoy it. We appreciate you joining us today. Uh, man, I don't have the restream chat open. Uh, I did not think about that. Oh, that's all right. But it's okay. We'll, uh, we'll get that thing open and go from there. Uh, the show, this is May 23rd, Thursday, the Thursday edition of the show. Let me give you a rundown of what we're going to talk about. I made a visit to another show today. We'll talk about that. Uh, Tom Bowen scandal, possibly, we think, maybe. The former Memphis AD, we'll talk about that. Is it sad to say we hope? I, I don't know that I hope. I think that's wrong. I, I think I don't think that I hope that. But, we, I mean, we can talk about it. We'll see. Um, possible NBA trade. Mike Conley for Gordon Hayward? Yeah. We'll, talk, we'll talk about what we, what we want out of that. Uh, All-NBA team was announced, the first, second, and third teams. And, man, you want to talk about some mega money? We're going to talk about somebody that's going to make a bunch of money. And then Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston signed their extensions today, their their fifth-year option. So, we got a, a bunch to discuss. Chris, everything good? You We're staying good. busy? Yeah. That's We get to do the show in person today. I took off that's work. That's right. I know. I'm so, excited. I like it. I took a visit to downtown Memphis today and visited the Chris Vernon show. So shout out to uh, Ricky Rose, yeah, uh, John, John Roser, Chris Vernon, Devin Walker, Lang Whitaker, all those guys. Had a good time checking out the uh, the Grizz Gaming Studios, uh, the Chris Vernon Studio and whatnot, where they do basically everything that has anything to do with Grind City Media. That place is absolutely ridiculous and awesome. Uh, I was... I was in shock. They run a great show. Check them out every day, 12 o'clock on the Grizzlies app over on, uh, or at uh, grizzlies.com. I was going to say. Grizzlies.com. So, yeah, I had a had a good time. They, uh, I'm telling you, man, that studio. It's a, it's pretty killer. I felt pretty good about our setup. <laughs> I was wrong. Oh, come on. I mean, they, now granted, they got a lot more money to put into it, right? The Grizzlies, say, like. They're the, they're the Memphis Grizzlies. They're an NBA team. Yeah, when when they decided that they wanted to get into media, uh, they went about it the right way. Uh, absolutely, they they definitely went about it the right way. It was, whoo, yeah, that that's that's real deal stuff. So Verno, Roser, all those guys, appreciate you having me in. Uh, let me kind of get an idea of how you run your show so that we can make this one better. And I will tell you this: we're going to constantly shift this thing up. Like I, I'm not tied to one thing. I'm going to switch this thing to where it, we're going to get better. We're always trying to improve. Yeah, we're always trying to get better. And we're not afraid to try stuff. No. And then if we do something for a little bit and we don't like it, yeah, we change it. 
we'll change it up. Does not matter to me. Is what it is. Um, let's go on and talk about Tom Bowen. Come on. All right. So Tom Bowen left the University of Memphis as the AD, which everybody thought was kind of weird. So first, back in March, he signs this six-month extension. His, his first deal was due up at the beginning of June, and he signs this really big deal, uh, really big, really small six-month extension. I was just about to say, Which yeah. was going to get you to December. Yeah. And their reasoning for it was, well, we didn't know what the TV money was going to be, so we're just doing this for right now until we can... Correct. Figure out like a bigger deal later and, and whatnot. So the AAC got their TV money stuff figured out. They announced that. I think that was a horse. It, it was a, a whole lot of horse crap. Yep. We'll say that. Um, but really, like, it was a weird resignation. I talked about it on the Daily Show once. It was strange in that they. He came in. And just announced his resignation and then was gone. And left. Normally, there is a big uh, succession plan. Transition plan. Yes. Correct. So, where it, it not, okay, so transition much better because Allie Prescott's the new interim. They've got all this stuff going on. Um, they already had that in the works. So, all this stuff was kind of in the works to begin with. But now it comes out, the Daily com, whatever. Uh, comes out and finds all these documents. They put in a Freedom of Information Act request. And what they got back was a letter that the one that was released was heavily redacted. I don't know if you saw this last night or not. No, I didn't see it last night. So it, everybody knows the main reason everybody thought was because Rudd and Bowen do not get along. David Rudd, the president of the uh, university, he and Tom Bowen did not see eye to eye on a lot of things. So, and a lot of this had to do with the football program was going great. That's right. And that's always been Bowen's bread and butter. He took San Jose State with uh, uh, Mike McIntyre to, like, a 10-win season. So, so like, before, before we get into what, what, what came out today and yesterday, my fear when he resigned, this is why I started the show with kind of hopeful that, that, that he, he's in trouble. Um and, and I guess that's a bad thing to wish on somebody or, or want for someone. I, I really don't. <laughs> but being being from Memphis and, and, and a Memphis fan and, and growing up around here, and the way the basketball it's, recruiting it's, has been going, it's always been it's always been a basketball school. But this year, Memphis is one of only four teams in the country that are favored to win all twelve football games: Alabama, Clemson, Washington, and Memphis. Okay. Yeah. So, so you've got that going for you, and you're the AD of this school. And then you get a guy like Penny that comes in and gets the number and one. You have class. the number one. You just picked up another big recruit the day before, and then you show up and say, "I'm out, guys." And my first thought was, "Is this is not good? This is not good." The NCAA is gloving up right now, and they're about to go in for a probe. And Bowen said. I can't have my fingerprints on this. I need to be hireable for other jobs. And all I kept kind of wanting was I need news to come out that this guy did something wrong. Because if he didn't and he left a program like this, if you take a school like Memphis and you build them to a possible undefeated team in the group of five or at least an 11-win team for the next year or two, 
with the resume that they've had for the last yeah. two years, and you then turn the basketball program into an Elite Eight, a Final Four, a number one recruiting class a couple of years in a row program, that's how you move to Texas A&M athletic director, Notre Dame athletic director, the best athletic director jobs in the country, that catapults you to those. You leave Memphis now, the only way you're getting another job is if you take a lateral move or a downward move because people want to know why the hell did you leave when everything looked good if there's not massive amounts of smoke and red flags. Now, everybody thought that the smoke was... I've been afraid of that. Everybody thought the smoke was... Rudd and Bowen do not get along. Rudd is heavily involved in the athletic department. Rudd didn't want to be. How much you don't get along with somebody, you don't walk away from what Memphis is doing right now. Agreed. Unless it scares you. Now, here is the initial problems that they had. Bowen is the one that wanted to hire Tubby Smith. Correct. The the Passner contract that was astronomical money and all that, that was under Bowen's watch. So that was a bad contract. Well, then you hired Tubby Smith to a really bad contract. I mean, you're paying $3 million for a coach when you're bringing in $2 million in TV money. Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But but if you're wanting to maintain, like, a a status quo about your basketball program, bringing a Hall of Fame coach, whatnot, the issue was it was a terrible fit. And David Rudd was not super thrilled about it at first, but he was going to let Bowen do his thing. Well, then when all the financial stuff, just the basketball program bottoms out, then Rudd has to swoop in and basically take it out of Tom's hands. Say, all right, all right, Bowen, we can't do this anymore. We're going to fire Tubby. And Bowen did not want to fire Tubby after two years. It's a bad look. It it will, PR-wise, it will make you a laughingstock. But for the people that were in town that understood what was going on, it was the only move you could make. Because you can bring in Penny on like a really cheap deal. And that way you can spend the next few years getting rid of the tubby buyout while only paying a basketball coach X amount, and it works out, right? And so and you've got a lot of money to pay um, assistance. Yes. Which so, you're going to have to do with Penny. Yeah, you're going to have to do that, which uh, Sam Mitchell being out, I mean, this is prime for uh, uh, what's it, Larry, what's his name? What's the guy's name? The, the former head coach at SMU that, Larry oh, Brown. Yeah, Larry Brown. Larry Brown. Yeah. I, I, I would love to see this. Well, yeah, we because wanted we, Larry on the original staff. And Bowen was the one that would not sign off on it. Yeah. So, either way, that's what all the talk was initially about Bowen. Was that's right. He's pissed off because Rudd went underneath him or over him. We, and we're going to disagree on that. He might have been pissed off. You don't leave a job like this because where all agreed. the money comes, you can win the NCAA title. If Memphis makes it to – a New Year's Six Bowl because they are the number one group and a of Final 16. Four. Forget the Final Four. The money they'll make from the New Year's Six Bowl oh, will it's, circum- it's it, it will it will override everything that college basketball could possibly do. Yeah. So that's why I'm I'm one of the guys that say, look, I, I Bowen, you know, you need to leave the guy alone. Yeah. Because he's building football. And football's where the money is. It just is where the money is. Absolutely. The, the next guy that comes in has to pay attention to football. That's because right. Because the next uh, realignment stuff is going to go down probably 2024, right. 2025. Absolutely right. Like right when the Big 12 uh, grant of rights is We have the biggest media market and the top school. The one thing that's going to always hurt Memphis is some of these teams want to go after schools with academic standards, and Memphis just isn't going to be Memphis better. is getting better with that. Though. We were getting better, but we're never going to be – 
Air Force. We're never no. like we're never going to be some of these other places. Yeah, but Air Force has no chance of being a a Power Five school. I, I like think, no chance. I think there are schools that would take them because of the academics that they bring. And I they, could see the Pac twelve taking like Boise State, and they I could, don't and they don't hurt your blue blood schools. You're not a threat to Oklahoma if you take them. You also got to look at like TV ratings, all that kind of stuff. It's it's why the AAC right. brought in okay. Navy, right? right. So you got to look at all that different kind of stuff. And and Memphis is in a good position to do that. Oh yeah, uh, Houston in a great position to do yeah, that. Houston's Boise, a than uh, UCF looks much better now than they did a few years ago. But those are all massive markets. Cincinnati, kind of the same thing. Right. So you just gotta kind of see how things fall. But you cannot let football fall off. No. It, football rose up under Tom Bowen, and it has stayed there. And that's the biggest thing for the next guy. So the Bowen scandal, we think, uh, the Daily Memphian puts in a uh, Freedom of Information Act request and wants anything that has to do with Bowen's resignation. And Bowen put in a a letter on like his resignation on April 20th, and it was four days after... An anonymous email went to either the school or the president. Either way, it ended up in the president's hands. And it was, uh, it's basically talk about Bowen and a female member of the athletic department and how this female would get his key card at hotels early because Bowen was going to show up late, which happens everywhere. That's not uncommon. Um, despite the fact that there were many empty seats, they seemed to make a point of sitting together on the team bus. I can only characterize their behavior as being a bit flirty. And it says, but again, it is certainly possible that they were having business discussions. And the guy even says, or girl, whoever it was that sent this, said, look, this may just seem petty and there may be nothing to it, but I wanted to bring it to your attention. Well, then... Bowen resigns four days after this letter gets taken to the school, and Dr. Rudd comes in and and basically says, you know, we accepted his, (laughs) Brandon jumps in on Facebook, Memphis will never be number one in anything besides crime. Hashtag truth. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They they got the number one recruiting class in basketball, so props to that. Um, But so the Bowen deal, he came out, and basically refuted everything. He said, this is ridiculous. Like, there was no merit to this. It was never even presented to me. It was never validated. It was never dead. I never knew anything about this. Yep. So is it possible that he actually did not know anything about this? And the resignation had more to do with he and Rudd not getting along. I just can't believe that. I don't care how... Like, I could I believe that I, it wasn't presented to him. I, well, yeah. My guess is somebody told him, hey, they're coming after you. They're looking into yeah. stuff. And he said, screw this. I'm done with it. I'm it's tired of going to work and being upset. It's so every day. hard to walk away from a job where you're getting credit for the athletic program, and the athletic program is doing things it's never done in its history. And nationally, they're about to be recognized for this season all year round. Yeah. An entire calendar year is going to go by, and they're going to be talking Memphis football and Memphis basketball on a national scale on channels like Fox Sports and ESPN. Um, it, it's just it's just going to happen. Yeah. And and I can't imagine you walking away. And, and I've had bad bosses. I've had really, 
really bad bosses. <laughs> and I just can't imagine being so, like, a situation being so bad that I'm walking away from this job when nationally everything is going good and everybody sees me as doing an unbelievable job. Hey, you know what's funny is, so Bowen was making $400,000 a year. Ren Baker, who was the deputy AD under Tom Bowen a few years ago, however long ago it was, uh, he was, like, he's making 450000 a year at North Texas as their AD. So the going rate is much more than what Bowen was getting paid, and but that's why that's why if you're so miserable, you ride this season out, you let you let Memphis Tiger football be where it is. If you get into that New Year's Six Bowl, he can write his ticket to any AD job he wants that's open next year, and yeah. he can probably get a couple of guys fired just to get him hired on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, you're I right. just don't understand why when everything is poised the way it is. You take this contract through December. You'll know in December if you're the New York New Year's Six guy or not. And you'll have the first part of college basketball going. That's true. And you'll kind of see how the season's going. At that point, Memphis could be number one in the country in basketball and maybe top ten in football. That's right. That's right. It absolutely is realistic for that to happen. And then you say, you know what, Rudd, go stick it. Yeah. I'm about to go take the AD job somewhere else, and I'm about to take this $400,000 salary, and I'm going to turn it to seven figures, six figures. Maybe yeah, not seven. That, would, that but, would make more sense. I think it makes sense that he knew about this. Yes. And it, well, now, it this made, is the only logical reason I can think the of. Way it was you worded, can make anything work for six, seven months. The, the way it was worded, it sounds like he knew it. He knew something was going on. But they had not presented it to him. Yet. They hadn't come to him. Are and they said, thinking Yo, what's this going is a on? student, or is this just a, a like a this made somebody I else think that works for the school? I think it's an employee. Like I think it's an employee because if there's no way a student's going to get an we, ad's. I know card. we live in a world of me too, like, and it's a little cards. different. But yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like if this is all contingent, let's say there is something going on. If they're two adults in their 30s and 40s, who cares? Who cares? Are you telling me nobody at the University of Memphis is married to another faculty member? Uh, no, there's a ton of them. I know that. I yeah. I know that. I know some of them personally. Yeah. So, like, this, why are we giving this guy a shit about it? Now, if it's unconsensual and the, the like, the person, the individual wrote the letter. And, and the flirty part it is, is. It is bothering me. It is making me uncomfortable. Then now we're having a completely different conversation. But. Well, I mean, that's look, not Bowen, been told Bowen is married and has kids. Uh, let's see. But you're, that should not. You're, I, I am married matter. and I have kids. It doesn't matter. I cannot at my job dictate your morality. Yeah, I, I just agreed. can't. If we allow other members of members of faculty to engage in consensual relationship, then I then then I'm going to allow everyone to. Yeah, I can't just say only the single people because oh, you yeah, don't you're right. know what other people's marriages believe and what they think and how they what what they do in their personal life. Now, you're right. You're right. You're 100 percent right. Uh, the show, as always, brought to you by BetNow.eu. Great online sports book. You can go. Uh, you can go get the promo code Winning fifty fifty percent deposit bonus. I'm telling you, fantastic layout. They got good odds. Go check it out for yourself. BetNow.eu. You can actually see it at the bottom of the screen here. Uh, BetNow.eu. Winning fifty is the promo code for a fifty percent deposit bonus. Go check that thing out, or it's in the description if you want the link yourself. Go check it out. Uh, next topic. Let's talk a little Memphis Grizzlies. Come on. Mike Conley 
it appears, is going to be gone, right? Because right. Grizzlies got the number two pick. Everybody's excited. We're taking Everybody's, John Morant. We're taking John Morant. We're not talking about R.J. Barrett nope. because we already did that once and we ain't doing it again. Nope. It is John Morant or bust. So you got your point guard for the future. Yes. So he's the number two pick. You're going to play him. Years. That's right. So you can get a king's ransom for Mike Conley. The for, amount of money that he makes. For competing teams and how inept. Look at the playoff teams right now that are left. The final four teams in the NBA. And look at the point guard position, man. Yeah. Like, it ain't great. And Mike is a super capable, competent, well-established point guard. And he doesn't need the ball. He doesn't need to take 20, 30 shots a game. He doesn't want it. Yeah. He's not that kind of guy. He wants to distribute to these guys. So... The deal that has been talked about is the Grizzlies and the Celtics making a trade because everybody assumes Kyrie is gone from Boston. So if Kyrie signs with the Knicks or the Lakers or whoever, if Kyrie's gone, they're going to need a good veteran point guard. Now, I don't think Terry Rozier agrees with that. He wants to be the starter. But But Terry could probably be the starter. They need somebody to be able to come off the – they would need at least two. Yeah. Which, no, Terry I think, would play way more minutes if Conley was the point guard. As opposed to Kyrie. As, as Kyrie, because Kyrie's playing the whole game. Well, and and uh, Mike Conley is, I feel like, a much better teammate. Easier oh, to get along no. with, no There's, ego. No, I don't know that anybody in the world would argue that. Yeah. Kyrie's I, mama's saying Conley's probably Conley's better. Conley's better. Yeah. He's a better teammate. He's so, a locker room guy. Conley's contract is a little over $34 million the next two seasons. Right. Right. So 34 this year, 34 the next year, whatever. Gordon Hayward, his deal was 20, a little over $29 million. Correct. So to make the money work, it would be Gordon Hayward and probably a, a late first, something like that. So, or, or mid first, whatever. Is that deal worth it for the Grizzlies? Like, if, if you're the Grizzlies, are you trying to, uh, of course, we think it works for the Celtics, right? Because I think Conley would have taken that team a little further. I don't think he would have taken as many shots, all that kind of, whatever. So, for the Grizzlies, that gives you a starting five of John Morant. You got Avery Bradley at the two, who is kind of like your your Tony Allen player. That's right. I, I know. You got Gordon Hayward at the three. You got Jaron ja- Jackson. Uh, Jackson at the uh, four. And then you got, uh, hopefully, uh, Jonas Valanciunas yeah. at the five. That is an awesome team. I'm in love with this team. I love that deal. And let me tell you the biggest reason why I love that deal. You're getting younger. Conley is not going to play three, four more years. But Hayward is – how old is Hayward? He's he's quite a bit younger than Conley, I would bet. He's 29 years old. Conley, I think, is 32. Is that right? Um, But let's see. Let's see. Mike Conley. Man, this thing pulled up 59 years old. You know there's a – 31 years old. All right, so he's two years older. So you're not getting a lot younger – but the deal is Hayward maybe fits better with John Morant than just keeping Conley and like. And we don't know what that pick could be. And the pick could be anything, but the, the biggest thing is the money equals out. If you're the Grizzlies, are you trying to get off of that big salary? Because Hayward's contract is three more years. Yep. Is that right? And Conley's is only two. But but so much of our roster are gonna be Rookie contract guys. Yes. Yeah. So we've got the money. Well, Parsons is going to come off the books next that, year. Anyway. That's it. What's killing us is not Conley's money for Hayward's money. It's we need to take Chandler and push him out a window. Is is Hayward 
a good enough player and does he fit well enough? Is this the deal that you would want? I would. Because you're, you're looking I at would. if you're the if you're the Grizzlies, you're also looking with like the Pistons because they're they're talking about trading like Luke Kennard nope. and a first or nope. whatever. Um, and and Luke Kennard, I mean, he shot like forty one percent from no, three. He's like he's, I, I, I think, but I don't I think, think that's, next year Hayward's going to be substantially better than what he was this year. There were too many guys that didn't know how to share the ball yeah. in Boston. You bring him to a place, you're now going to have a point guard who's incredible at making other people better at yeah. the college level. I think he's going to do that. Kyrie, not that kind of point guard that makes other people better. Yeah. He makes yeah. he's he himself is really good. He doesn't make anybody else around him better. He he fits in well on a team like it, so he would fit, I think, with LeBron ISO and the ball. Lakers yeah. because they need to run ISO. They need to run ISO. Like, it, the Warriors, we talked about this with Kevin Durant, That's like right. they don't need to run ISO. No. If they, him and KD they end up better. on the same team together, they're going to run ISO ball. Which, KD's which gonna could be cool. going to take some positions, and he's going to take some positions. And they're going to be really good at that. But but Brad Stevens doesn't run ISO ball. Nope. The Celtics don't run ISO ball. They play as a team. Yeah. And, and it just didn't work. Conley is going to make them so much better because Conley's going to play as a team. And then I th- I think Hayward's going to fit in with Memphis really well. I, I just do. He gives a, a veteran grown-up presence to this team that's going to be really young. He brings some leadership, but he's not like super overbearing, in-your-face kind of guy. Um, he, he just seems like he comes to now work if they If day. they put Hayward at the, at the three – that puts Kyle Anderson on the bench, yeah. which I think for the most part is what he used to, he was used to yeah. with uh, I mean, the Spurs. We, yeah. But it, there were people saying like the Grizzlies made a commitment to Kyle Anderson one night. They're paying him nine million a year. Okay, it's like you're paying him nine million a year. Nine million is not that much. Get out of my face with Kyle Anderson yeah. over Gordon Hayward. No, Hayward. Yes, he had the leg in, or the the foot injury. I got that. But did you see him play the last? We also games? live in a different like, world of basketball. This is why I'm so afraid of the coaching staff. In Memphis, and the lack of consistency, and being able to get somebody that's good and decent and can stay here and actually grow with this team. I'm hoping the, for the Nate biggest, The biggest problem is this: but that's just me. We we live in a world where the NBA now is a positionless team. They oh, like yeah. like you don't need a one, a two, a three, a four, and five. If Mike Anderson's that good, Mike Anderson's gonna be on the court. Kyle, Kyle Anderson. Kyle, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> If he's a, if slow mo was that good, then he will be yeah. on the court somewhere. He's going to be on the court, and I fully believe because they've got and Dylan make Brooks it work. and they've got Kyle That's Anderson, right. they got they got all they're, these guys. Going to make it work, that, but it takes a good coach with creative scheming and practicing and and working together with these guys to put together an offense and a defense that works that way. Yeah, but. If he's good enough, he'll be on the court. You don't yeah. need to worry about this guy plays my position because there's no doubt in my mind. If they don't make this deal immediately and they want to let the trade market heat up and they want to get a king's ransom for 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 they want more than Hayward. Well, because you okay? can you can build a lot then, of pieces. You can get a lot right. of assets back for, for Mike Conley and his, right now. his deal. So what what I think could happen, not just could happen, would happen if he plays the first month or two in Memphis. Conley and Ja are going to be on the court at the same time. Oh, yeah. Ja's just going to move to the two, and it's just going to be the way they play. Yeah, like it's like you don't take this kind of athletes. This is why basketball has gotten more fun over the last couple of years, in the sense of these guys. We we're just out of the structure of you play the three and you play the four and you play the two. 
and this guy's the point guard, and he runs it. Like, no, no. I mean, how many times do you see, uh, uh, you know, a Draymond taking the ball up the court and running the offense? Like, that's exactly who's got what the, they do. Who's got the ball? What Bring the it up do. and let's just go. Let's run. Everybody knows their offense. Everybody well, can pass. That's what Everybody the Memphis can... Tigers are going to do with their offense. That's right. it, uh, Yeah, Boogie Ellis, you can play point guard for that's us, right. but the fact is, like. Lester or whoever gets the ball is going to bring it up the floor We're because you're moving. Probably run fast transition, so it's just the way it is. I I think if you get bogged down, if you bring somebody in, this isn't football to yeah. where you brought in another quarterback. Like no, dude, you you play small forward. It's okay. Like there's teams out there that have like two or three small forwards on the on the court at the same time. Well, because Hayward could play the four, and then you can That's put right. Jaron Jackson at the five, and he can be one of those. Uh, right. Small ball, if, like super every, fast five. Everything is fluid in the NBA today. Yeah, everything is fluid. I uh, I am with you. Let's stay on the NBA. Let's move to topic number three, uh, the All NBA team. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. They were they were announced today. They got released. Uh, you want to take a stab before you before you search for it? Okay. You want to take a stab and see who made first? Uh You didn't watch a ton of NBA this year, so no, you made well, it. No, I did. I did. I like the NBA. Um. I, I mean, I just I, I hate I hate the Grizzlies. <laughs> I love the Grizzlies. I just want, didn't like them right I, now. I want Mike Wall, Mike Wallace pushed out a window. Chris, Chris Wallace. Wallace. Man, I don't know why I'm calling everybody Mike today. That's or or yeah, because Kyle Anderson. You were calling Mike Anderson. Mike Anderson. I don't know what. It's, <laughs> anyway, some guy named Mike's gonna beat me up. All right, there. all NBA first all team. NBA, who you got? I'm gonna say Curry. Yep. I'm gonna say at the two Harden. Yep. I'm gonna say Durant. Nope. Durant wasn't. Durant was not first team. Durant was second team. That's shocking. I wonder if he missed too many games. Oh, um, no, it's uh, um, Antetokounmpo. (laughs) Antetokounmpo. Yeah, the Greek freak. Yes, he's he's on there. No doubt. I can't believe I missed him. You got Harden. my MVP. You got Harden. You got Curry. You got Antetokounmpo. You got a forward and a center left. <laughs> now I'm getting stumped. Now this is this is different from like NBA All Star. I team. know that. I know that. Um, man, I'm trying to think who they would have picked for first team. I think both answers are going to surprise you. Okay, give them to me. Forward Paul George. Say, so, oh, he did have like an early NBA like yeah. MVP season early. And then I would have never guessed him. Nikolai Jokic. Jokic, I was wondering, Jokic was amazing this year. Yeah. And like, I mean, Simmons has him third in his MVP race, which is probably probably correct. I, I probably would agree with yeah. that. I, the the only problem is is I didn't know if there would be enough national people to make him one. Well, they uh, they definitely made him one. He had four hundred and eleven total so points. He doesn't surprise me. I would have I, I would have guessed thirty players before I could pick Paul George. Second I just team. forgot that he had a monster season. Now, second team is pretty out there. Uh, Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, Dame Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving. I mean, that's a loaded team. That's though, a loaded dude. second like, that, team. That's most years. That's that's the that's the first team. All right. Now here here is where we're going to get into some money talk. Okay. All right. Russell Westbrook. And so Dame Lillard making second. Means that he's up for a supermax Super that's max like worth that's 191 right. million over four years, whatever right. it is. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Blake Griffin, LeBron James, Rudy Gobert, and then 
dead last, but still made the team, Kimball Walker. I think he's a deserving too. I, I agree, but I mean, it, why why are you gonna have LeBron James on there when he played fifty six games? LeBron James is on there just strictly because a name only. I mean, but just, but, but they didn't put Anthony Davis on there. Anthony Anthony Davis right. played one more game and had better numbers than LeBron James. Oh, I completely I, I agree, and I don't think either one of them should have been up. For I, it. I think it was. I, I, I think completely it's, agree. People were holding the the AD trade request and whatnot against him, and then him but wanting LeBron's to sit out. But LeBron's the one that helps organize. It's I know. Clutch that did that. How but, do you hold AD but everybody, against him but not LeBron? Everybody, LeBron's more likable. I don't know that. I don't know if that's true or not. To media members, a hundred percent. Okay, maybe the media members. A hundred percent. If you polled NBA fans across the league, I don't know that he's more likable than AD. So, because AD's pretty likable. He's likable. Before but it, this year, he was one of the most lovable guys in the league. Well, and then this year, everybody hated him that's, because well, of because he kind of he took a small market team and he was like, "Screw you! I'm I'm perfectly healthy and I'm not going to play." Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So Kimba actually making the third team sets him up to make the Boom. super max, super, like the the super super max. Yep. Five year, two hundred twenty one million dollar contract. Now, Verno, when I was in there watching those guys do their show, he brought up, man, do you think this was maybe like other NBA guys wanting Charlotte to like screw themselves for the next Have five to make years? Them pay a lot of money. Make them pay a whole bunch of money to Kimball Walker to be able to keep him, and then like screw their salary cap for years. So there are a lot of reports that um, if Kyrie doesn't go to the Knicks, that Kimba would be the the guard that want to go play there. But I don't know that he's turning down the Supermax. I mean, they, you. They, so he, the other player here, the Supermax offers. Let me tell you a different player. On Isn't this. it like forty million more dollars or fifty million more a, dollars? Yeah, it's a lot over the length of the contract. It's a lot, and I mean, you get like the last couple of years of it's like fifty million a year for like the last year or two. Um, uh, Damian Lillard, same thing. Now, I think Damian Lillard's incredible. My question is: is when he's thirty-four years old, is he worth fifty million dollars? No, but see now. <laughs> now this is the hard part. Okay, this is what's impossible. When Memphis signed Conley to the first ever Supermax back then, we thought $30 million on the back end of that contract is ridiculous. And now, Conley, the diminished Conley that he is, is a is a bargain that any team wants. The cap yeah. keeps going up and up and up. Supercap's not penalizing anybody. Yeah, the, the percentage of what they're taking against the cap is not nearly what it used to be. Yep. So, when you look at it from that point, it's like, okay, well, this might be worth it. It would If, if you are a player like Kimball Walker... You feel like going to the Knicks, you can be on a bigger stage, playing in more national TV games. You can help your brand. Can you make that much money back in endorsements? Do you take that bet on I, yourself? I don't know that you're worried about making that much money back because either way, you're going to finish with two hundred million dollars. Okay, so that, that therein lies the problem of is this supermax deal worth it? While it's fifty million more than anybody else can offer you. It's the difference between two hundred million and two hundred fifty million dollars. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. you're turning down a lot of money, but you're still like you're still crazy, making a bunch of money, disgusting rich. And and the other thing is, is if you go to New York, and you're the guy that gets to go play with um, with Durant, you can win a championship. You're not winning a championship in Charlotte. Yeah, it's, it's just not happening. So. Is it money or winning that matters to you? Well, it's what KD did. It's what LeBron and them did. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the issue with the friends and family basketball 
that 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 we've got in the NBA um, right now, which is you know, it, while I have to take pay cuts, it really is it a pay cut? Well, so so Verno brought up today on his show, like the KD thing. He said, "Man, I'm telling you, Jerry West went to that dude and was like." Look, I played for the Lakers for all these years. I made it to the finals every year, lost every year, he said, and it keeps me up at night. He said, they, they, Jerry West got one, but he lost like eight finals yeah. to the Celtics. But it, Jerry West told him, like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you can go back to Oklahoma City and sign for all this money and whatever, or you can come to the Warriors and get your wins, and that's all people are going to remember is that you got rings, you got wins. I think- and, but he thinks that's how it was sold to KD – uh, how do you sell that to Kim? Like, what, it depends on what is important to somebody. KD is like super insecure. Like yes. we know that. Yes, is Kimba insecure? Do, do championships matter to him? Uh, I think championships matter to anybody that's playing at this kind of level. Yeah, but is is it worth more than guaranteed money? Well, because like again, Kimba is the man in Charlotte. You're right, and you got no real you're media right. pressure on you the, in Charlotte. The problem, the problem is, is the the pay cut is not that much in the grand scheme of the overall contract. Yep, but then there's all the pressure of going you're to the right. Knicks no, and needing no, to you, win and everything else. Got, so like, now you've got Madison Square Gardens and you've got everything the media changes. And that, you're right. Now that all is different. I don't know. Some people want that. Some people don't. And I don't know anything about Kimba to know is is that something he would want. I, I'm going to tell you. I think. I think what was sold to KD is just wrong. I'm going to remember the rest of my life, and large portions of NBA fans, they're not going to see KD's got two rings, and KD might get three rings now. They're going to say KD joined a team, and they gave him some rings. I'm not going to remember Boogie Cousin as a champion. I think, yeah, no, I think you know what I'm saying? You're probably right. I, I think there might be a day and a time. Nobody who watches basketball today, even though he was the MVP of both those finals, doesn't matter. No, you're right. Without you, this team still wins. So what do you bring? You just win in a different way. You ain't bringing a whole lot of But had you won in Oklahoma City, you would have been God. No, you're right about that. The difference is is Kimba's not close to winning in Oklahoma City. He is God. He is king in in, in Charlotte, but, but they're not. Anywhere close. Now you're, I, I'll tell you're you this: on. if I was a big time star, if I was Giannis, and you're that good, we live in a global world now where anybody can come to you. I would never leave. I would be God if you can win in a small marketplace. There is no doubt in my mind. I would never leave there. I would never leave because the pressure is. It's kind of like San Antonio. You're just another guy if you win in L.A. But it, you're I'll just you another guy if you win. Now, if you, the the person that wins it for the Knicks because of this dry spell will be hailed. But like if you're in Boston and you win, you're never you're never going to be Larry. You're never yeah. you're never going to be. Well, same with the Lakers. Russell, it's yeah. like LeBron going that's out right. to L.A. Even if he won a championship with the Lakers, like, well, Kobe got five. That's right. You know, so I, I don't know what the. I'm with you. I don't know what to do there. All right, let's move on to the last topic. We'll close out this one pretty quick. Mariota and Jameis Winston, their fifth-year options were picked up today. Uh, let's see. And this thing decided to crap on me immediately. Up? I got, uh, pull up, pull up Jameis Winston's stats for uh, the last four seasons. So, Pro Football Reference, and I've got Mariota's pulled up right now. Um, Marcus Mariota. Oh, I got contract stuff. Sorry. Uh, you good? You good? So, ProFootballReference.com. 
Um, Mariota, 56 games played over the last four seasons. Started 55 of them. He was 27 and 28. He had a 63% completion percentage. Uh, J-A-M-E-I-S. Yep. That will change it for you. 63% completion percentage. And this thing decided to... Talking about last year's numbers? Yes. Well, no, no, no. I'm I'm just talking about overall. Okay. Overall. Um, There we go. So, 69 touchdowns to 42 interceptions. That's what we'll mainly look at. He's got over 12,000 yards. Jameis... 14,000 yards, 14.6 thousand yards passing. Substantially better offensive skill players around him. He having his entire career with Mike Evans has been, yeah, absolute game changer. 88 touchdowns, 58 interceptions. 58 interceptions, 88 touchdowns. Marcus Mariota, 69 touchdowns. All of the, all of those, and 42 interceptions. Okay, his rookie year and his second year, where all those numbers come from. His next two years, he averaged 19 touchdowns both years. Last two, 14 and 11. He actually had less interceptions the last two years, but he also had less games. I, mean, played. I was gonna say he played less games. Yeah, he only played 13 games and 11 games, or not nine games and uh, and 13 games. His uh, his interception percentage is three percent. Mariota's is two point six. In nine games started, so that's bad, dude. Mariota's QBR. Did you hear that? It, Fourteen interceptions and nine games started. That's that's pretty bad. That's bad. That's I mean that's pretty bad. Well, but he had he played in eleven games, and he had interceptions in those games as well. Either way, it's it's not good. None of that's good. Um, More interceptions and games played. Not good. QBR. Uh, or or his rating. Okay. Which his rating is eighty-seven point eight. Is that right down at the bottom? And Mariotis was eighty nine point four. Yeah, fairly close. So fairly close. Um, here's here's my question that I want to bring up in these two guys. Okay. They both got picked up for this year, just to see what's going to happen, right? That's right. Like, can Mariotis stay healthy? We don't believe that either one of these teams, as currently constructed, are going to be bad enough to get the first pick overall. No, not a chance. I think the coaching staff for both these teams is too good. I think the skill players around them. Are too good, and I don't think they are that bad as much as I hate Jameis. My problem is, if you're not sold on these guys and you make them an offer going forward that they're going to be your future, are you satisfied with being the Bengals? Are you satisfied with Andy Dalton? You've got a quarterback that's going to be average. He's going to be middle of the pack every year. He's going to take you to a wild card game. But at least you know what you got. Yeah, you're never going to be the laughing – you're rarely going to be the laughing stock as long as he's healthy. But you're also never going to win a Super Bowl. You're never really going to even compete for it. I don't know. Like, you know how I feel about these things. As soon as I know I have a losing hand, I fold it. Yeah. I think both of these guys are a losing hand. I love Mariota, but it's not his ability. His availability is not there. It's just not. And so if I think I can tank this year and get Tua or tank next year and and, and get a – Yeah, but remember, Mariota was Tua before Tua. But but guess what? He ain't working out. So let me try the next version of him. Look, I don't have to change my offense. I don't have to change anything. I just bring the next guy in, and boom, bang, bing. And if he can stay healthy, we got a shot. Well, and if look, he can't look stay at your healthy, Super Bowl quarterbacks. Look at your Super Bowl quarterbacks. I mean, you you had Jared Goff last year. Yeah, he was number two pick. Okay. Got that. But 
should have probably been Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Okay. You, you got to develop these guys over time. All right. So, but but it's, neither one of those guys was like first round surefire. But what do you do with Russell Wilson, who his second year was third a third year round guy? So what? Why not just continue to to do what you're doing right now, at least for this year, and just see what you Maybe. got with these guys? Maybe. Maybe. So I don't like and that. if if somebody comes in and grab because what else are you going to do? You go, if you're the Titans, you're going to play Ryan Tannehill all year. Like he ends up injured. Ryan, I wouldn't have signed Ryan Tannehill to twelve million dollars and paid. No, I agree. They got twenty. They got thirty-two million, almost thirty-three million dollars tied up in a quarterback, and I don't think either one of them can start ten games. Now, thankfully, you only play sixteen, so you just need one of them to start half of them, the other one to start half. And I think, I think Mariota's substantially better than Tannehill, but he's just not there very often. No, I think yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, let's go wrap up the show. 45 minutes deep. Come on. <laughs> All right, go check out betnow.eu. Use promo code WINNING50. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at WinningCures, at GaryWCE. At Chris B. Giannini. Uh, you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you would, on Apple Podcasts, leave a very nice review. Five-star written review. Help us out. Share the show out. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.